Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Hi, Madeline. Hello. How are you, Trisha? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for being here today. I'm so excited to talk to you about your book. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm very excited for this opportunity. So let's jump right in. You write fantasy. Do you write in any other genres as well? I do. So my writing is all kind of a mix of fantasy, romance, a little bit of paranormal and adventure. I also have a lot of coming of age into the women that I write about. They kind of go through a self-discovery and learn there's more to them than what they thought originally and their whole worlds normally get turned upside down which is a lot of fun to write so yeah I love those genres and that's very similar to what I write as well so yeah super excited to dig into all your series which one do you want to talk about first um let's go ahead and start talking with about my new series that's coming out I'm going to drop this trilogy hopefully all in 2022 um and it is about a girl who's grown up thinking she was just a latent wolf shifter and turns out she is not um she's training her parents did a contract with the alpha and his son when they were babies because they sensed that she was gonna have a lot of power so they figured she would be a great luna to lead the pack but her and the alpha son are not mates um, and she wants to find her true mate out there in the world, but she also doesn't want the responsibility of dealing with the pack and all the politics that go with it. But on an, a random training event, her and her trainer, who was actually her lover at the time um, that she's had this secret relationship with growing up, um, they encounter an attack on one of her childhood best friend's homes. And it's demons attacking the house. And she comes into contact with Hellfire, which is Black Flames. The title of the book fits that whole thing. And it basically turns her entire world on its head. She gets all these powers that is not common to shifters. And she finds out her mother had a one night stand with Lucifer. And her father's not really her father. And then eventually she's kidnapped and taken to hell. She lets them take her in order to save her pack and then it kind of just unfolds from there and she discovers there's more to her and her place in the world and she's got a whole nother agenda to deal with than what she imagined wow that is that is super cool I love that and what is the name of this character so her name is Ember and I actually titled the series after her uh, just to kind of keep it within hers because I may sp- do like a spinoff on a different character in her world, but not with the main story. Okay. So it's the Ember series and the name of the first book is Black Flame, correct? Yes. I, I love that because I have an, a short story that's an origin story, like the origin of witches and vampires. Ooh. And it's never said directly in there. And I might do another spinoff of it, but, um, you see Lucifer and Lilith pairing up to create the vampires is 
how the story goes. Um, so I'm hoping that people that read it got that. I'm pretty sure they did. Um, but I think I need to expand on it. It'll be cool. But so that I love that that take on Lucifer and her mother. And so would you call this a YA series or is it more of an adult series? It's definitely more of an adult. I've got some steamy romance scenes mixed into this that are more smutty, as I like to call it, than what's in my other series. Because my other series is more of a clean series compared to this. Okay. Well, that's super fun. And how, when does this book come out? This book drops on January 12th and it is available for pre-order on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Kobo, and several other places. Very cool. Congratulations. I am going to like one click pre-order that book as soon as we get off this podcast. Yay. (laughs) So tell me about your other series. So my other series is my phase shifter series. Sorry, I've got a cat playing with something over here. So if you hear a noise. Of course, they've always got to make their, you know, their debut interviews, <laughs> but my face shifter series follows main character Liz. She is, she thinks she's a normal girl, physical therapy assistant, working, hard worker, overworked, trying to find a way to balance her mental health and live the life she wants. She's recently lost her mother um, and her mom left the family cabin in charge of her, like for her to deal with with nothing done to it. It's not close to Liz. So the series starts out with she has to go and take care of the family cabin, figure out if she's going to put it on the market or what. And then something happens. She gets this feeling while she's there that maybe she should change how she's living. She's been working herself into the ground and she's exhausted and spending time there with her best friend, uh, Tiff they realize, hey, there's more to life than just killing yourself for a job. Um, So she takes a leap of faith. She finds a new job there, uproots her life and moves into the cabin and then meets a guy who turns out not to be human. He's a shifter and he's a mountain lion shifter. And she discovers there's family secrets tied into the cabin. And like Ember in her series, Liz's world is dumped on her head. She finds out she's a princess, not only in one realm, but another realm, and that she's more than just a shifter. She's not human. Her best friends, they're not who they think they are either, and she just kind of gets dropped into this world of magic and shifters and, like, skinwalkers and fae and just has to take it in stride because there's no option to just opt out. She's got to learn how to lead a pack of shifters and then also learn how to be part of the Fey realm and then bring the balance between the two and save her people. That is super cool. Okay, so tell me about your shifters. Can each individual shifter decide how they want to shift or is that based on their bloodline? It is completely based on their bloodline. There are wolf shifters mentioned in the story. The the main shifters are mountain lions. And then I also have the fae shifters. The fae are able to shift into various like um, types. Like one, there's dragon shifters. There's a black panther, um, a crow. What else have I got in there? Owl. And like the skinwalker part coming in that makes it like a whole different mix of of bloodlines where basically they get to choose their animal if they mix with the fae. Um, that was a really fun to get, like to create because there's the good kind of skinwalkers and there's this off-breed like bad version and it all ties back into a villain that's been around since the beginning of time that shows up later in the series. Ooh. 
Yeah, your creativity is just amazing me. Thank you. It's been a wild ride letting it like all come together out on the page. And I actually like some of my friends and my family are like, how do you write this stuff? How is this in your head? And I'm like, it just is. <laughs> I feel that way sometimes, but I think you've like far surpassed me. So do they live in our realm? Is it an urban fantasy? It is mostly, it's mostly urban fantasy based um, because the story does start out. It's based in Oklahoma. I actually based the area, the scenery and everything where I grew up in Southeast Oklahoma. Um, there's a state park there, Beaver's Bend State Park, which has really influenced a lot of my scenery in all of my books, the forest, the lakes, the shifters, like what their world is like and all the cabins and everything mentioned in the Face Shifter series comes from that area. It's where I grew up. It's what I know. So yeah. I it, bet it's beautiful there. I've driven through Oklahoma oh, before. It is. And in the fall, like right now, all the with all the leaves changing, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. So gorgeous. That sounds very magical. I could see how you could see fairies in that realm. And do your fairies have wings? They don't in this series. And I've actually been toying around with some more ideas because I like to call like there's like the traditional fae and then like a new age kind of fae is what I've been seeing in like books I've been reading and my are more of like the new age kind of stuff they're not like they don't have intolerance to iron or anything but I've been toying with the idea of like going more old school kind of stuff I have this idea that's been bouncing around but like having the time to put all of my ideas down it's like trying to pull teeth because I also I'm a mother and like I take care of my son a lot and we're constantly busy, especially this time of year with like the holidays and everything. We spent all last week out of town and I'm just like, oh my gosh, my house is a total disaster. <laughs> so. And NaNoWriMo was here. So. Yes, which I am finishing that up today. I think I have like, I was looking, I've got 500 words left and I, I will hit my mark with that. Like, hallelujah, this is almost done. It's the most I've written in one month ever. Oh, so. wow. Well, congratulations. And that's so interesting that you mentioned that about the traditional fae because I have a fae book that came out last April and another one was publishing in January and I didn't read anything beforehand. Obviously, I've heard of fae and Midsummer Night's Dream and other fae like older Faye stories, but not, I didn't read in contemporary Faye. And I was talking to another author, Rose Garcia, that writes in Faye books as well. And she said, oh, I read everything. I read Sarah J. Moss and you know how they're like iron affects them and all these things. So I was like, whoa, the, my Faye aren't like that. Like I didn't know that. So I didn't make my Faye like that. And my Faye do have wings and they live in a realm called Middle Earth, which is just under oh. our human realm. And you go through the fairy ring to get to their realm. Ooh, but so I like that. Yeah, and then, but with Rose Garcia's fae, they don't have wings, but they, they're called, well, I call them shimmer fae, but because you go through these shimmers, which are, which are portals that they can expand and they're kind of shimmery light balls that they expand and go through to get to the human realm, which is sort of like fairy rings. But their shimmer fae live on a plane above the human realm. So I'm like, okay, Rose, we are we have okay, we all have to get together and cross or intersect our fae realm. Like they could be the shimmer fae and they can be the middle earth fae and there can be, you know, like all these fae can come together at some point. Like this is just ruminating in my brain. And she's like, I'm yes. over. 
she said, she said, oh, I'm overwhelmed. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll do it later. <laughs> yes. No, I love that idea. That's awesome because there can be so many different types of faith, honestly. And that's what, that's kind of what I got to thinking, like the Sarah J Maas stuff. I read a lot of that stuff and that's kind of where I got my inspiration from. I read the Throne of Glass series and I was like, this, this is really cool. And like, I kind of took a little bit of what she did, but I changed it up and kind of just did my own thing with it. So. Yeah. And I was kind of glad I didn't read it before, but then I was like, oh, I hope people don't think I broke the rules and get mad at me, but I haven't had any hate mail yet. So I'm just going with it. <laughs> it's See, written now. That's where I'm like, rules are meant to be broken when right. it comes to writing. It's your creativity. You take over the story and you make your own world. That's, that's part of being an author. So. Yes. And that's a cleaner series, right? Yes. Even though it sounds like she's an adult, it's a cleaner series. So it would she be is. It's kind of like an adult, young adult. Like she's in her mid twenties kind of thing. So it's never like I, with her character, I'm like, it's never too late in life for things to happen to you. Like, you know, it kind of made me more empowered because when I started writing that book at a time in my life, I was struggling with postpartum depression because I had like, was still a new mom and like, the whole idea came out of like everything I was going through, which is where the self-care, I talk about a lot of self-care and also a lot of coffee in that series because I'm kind of a coffee addict. Not as bad, but it was kind of more of like me telling women, hey, there's a way to get out of this. Like you don't give up on anything. Like things happen at different points in life and like you're going to make it through it. So I love that. I love that. I'm huge on mental health. My first series came out of my experience with anorexia and overcoming anorexia. So that's more of a clean new adult series. It's not fantasy. It's contemporary romance. And I call it inspiring romance. It's the only way I've yes. been able to kind of, because I mean, there is a strong romance component, but it's also that mental health and overcoming um, adversity and just being the best person you can be and realizing, like you said, you're stronger than you may even think you are. So. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so that's two of your series. We got Embers. We have, what's the name of that one that you were just That one about? is titled The Face Shifters. And then I have a standalone novel, which is kind of based off my college experience. That's actually, my college is a lot, like where I graduated with my undergrad, is a lot of ba like background on the scenery in it. And it's called Breaking Traditions, The Shifter and the Mage. And Natalie is the main character and she finds her mate Alex who's a mage but she's a wolf shifter and in the shifter society there like it's a world where magic and regular humans they interact like they're out like the whole world knows about it and they have followed tradition and only marry within the shifter species regardless whether their mate is outside of that society or not and she doesn't want to do that because she's been paired up with a um shifter male who's kind of a prick and she's like nope I don't like this guy like I really don't want to be tied to him he gets on my nerves like he doesn't consider me and things like he's very selfish doesn't treat her super great and she's like I'm not doing it and trying to get her parents on like track for her to pursue love outside of that after she runs into her actual mate at a party like a college party that she didn't want to go to but she did, um, she has to go through like pretty much losing contact with her family over one, choosing love for a while before things kind of start to pull back together. And there's some heartbreak in there and some painful scenes, but she really 
her, she really discovers what she wants with her life and fights tooth and nail to pursue that. And it's just, it's kind of another empowering, like strong female character. I like writing those characters. I love that. Yes. This strong coming of age, like figuring out who you are, what you want to be, where yes. you want to go. And it's all those things are so challenging at that whole age between like 16 and 25, 26. It's, it's a very challenging age, I think. Yes. And what is the name of that book? That one is Breaking Traditions, The Shifter and the Mage. You did say that. Sorry, The Shifter and You're the Mage. You're good. And good. what are mage? Tell me what so you're So a mage is kind of like a male witch in this series. They kind of, they go by mages instead of witches. Um, okay. And his sisters are actually witches. Their parent, his parents didn't want them to be involved in magic, but Alex turned out to be stronger in that area. And it was just hard to keep him away from it because his uncle and grandpa were kind of pushing him towards it like hey let's go try this hey let's go try this this is you have this kind of strength in you like we're gonna do it and his sisters they wanted to pursue it too but her their parents were adamant about not letting them and they actually almost burned the house down so oh wow yeah so <laughs> think you better get that under control yeah and they're like okay I think we're gonna change our views on this you guys can start learning how to use your magic so yeah. Yes, I like that mage. I'd never, I guess I have heard of a mage, but I never investigate what they were. And in my um, urban fantasy series, I call my male witches just witches because yeah. they always say that the warlocks are the evil witches and not really yes. good witches. So I was very careful not to call them warlocks, but I didn't call them mage. So that's interesting. That's something yeah. new I've learned. I've learned really, a lot of new things I today. got the idea because my husband, he does a lot of D&D and stuff and he does a lot of like mages with his stuff. And it may not be right completely like what they use there. Um, Cause I've kind of put my own twist on it trying to make it like my own thing. But that's where I got the idea for that. Oh, very cool. Yeah, my sons play D&D all the time, and I probably need to pick their brains more. I did bring um, some evil characters, the Cubbled. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I brought them into my Fae series, and they're mm -hmm. kind of like a cross between a dragon and a dragon-type monster that walks that has wings. Um, Ooh, that's and they cool. Were, they were bred by the evil spirits in the lower Earth realm, and they were attacking oh. the fairy realm, so... I brought a little bit of D and D in there, but I probably need to pick my son's brain more. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in their realm. I'm like, okay. He like showed me this huge like website with all their stuff on it. He was like, yeah, if you're gonna put dragons in your stuff, you need to look at these. I was like, whoa, 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 calm down. First off, like these are just gonna be my creation. I'm not gonna make it. And he's like, but if you find somebody that's a dragon nerd, they're gonna like super pick you apart. And I'm like, you know what? It'll be okay because my book's not for everybody. So. Well, and like you said, you can go off in your own tangent. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah, what I love about this world or this fantasy as well. Yes. So, very fun. So if you could pick a favorite character, I know it's like picking a favorite child, but do you have one in your series? Right now it's Ember before it was Liz and like both have like a spot in my heart, but Ember is so much more feisty than any character I've written so far. And she's sassy. She doesn't take crap from anybody. <laughs> and she's been trained since she's at a young age how to fight and like take care of herself and everything. And she's got this whole other side of like, she will like not hesitate to sacrifice herself at all for the ones she loves. Like it's not even a thought. And 
they actually fight with her a lot about it. I'm writing the second book in the series. They fight with her a lot in this second book about how she needs to step back and let everyone else do their jobs <laughs> to take care of her. And she's like, no. She has to have control. Yes. Very cool. And how long have you been writing? So I, when did I start? I want to say I started in 2018. I didn't publish right away. Like my first book that I actually finished is not published. It's still just hanging out in my Google Docs. Um, but I've kind of always dallied a little bit in writing. I've always been a huge reader since I was able to start reading. Um, but I didn't like go for trying to publish or reach out, have my work published until after having my son. It was kind of like just this epiphany happened in uh, an author friend I met, she, which I don't talk to her as much now. She encouraged me to go ahead and try it. She was published traditionally. She's like, just go for it. You can only go forward. Like you just got to try it, put your stuff out there, figure out what works for you. And then I had another friend I went to high school with. She was, she's been trying to do the same thing. And she's like, well, I'm going to go try um, indie publishing and see how that goes. And I was like, well, you know, I'll go ahead and try that too. Cause I hadn't really gotten any good feedback from the few submissions I put in. So it's like, okay, we'll see. And then it just kind of went from there. So that's amazing. How many books are in your phase shifter series? Um, right now I have four published and two more planned and now that may change, but cause I have other ideas that are forming and I'm like, no, do we want to do <laughs> spinoff? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I know I get that way too. And I can't let my characters go like yes. my series. Um, the fairy comes in, she's a character in the last book of the kingdom journal series, which is the witches and vampire series. And so, yeah. And so then I was like, Oh, I just spin off and it'll be like, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't let them go or can't let them die. I did talk it's to one hard. author who, I know. I talked to one author. She killed everybody at the end. I'm like, oh, what? Why? Everybody. How do you do that? I, I'm like, oh my goodness. But she's, she's she tends to be more on the darker horror side. Yeah. I but I can kill everybody like that. Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. That would. I think I would like, cry writing the scene. I, I, I cry all the time reading my own books. My husband's like, what's going on? What's wrong with you? I'm like, just reading my book. <laughs> yes. Oh. You so and so. <laughs> yes. My husband did that to me because in the fourth book in the Face Shifter series, actually, technically, oh, spoiler alert, like I kill a couple of people off toward the end of the series. And like, he was like, What are you doing? Why are you, what is going on over there? Why do you look so upset? I'm like, This person is dying. And like, yeah, they have to die for the story to continue forward, but I don't like it. And he's like, you are weird. I'm like, you know what? You're not in my brain. Like, you fall in love with these characters, have them live in your brain, rent free, and then kill them off. See how that affects you. I know. Yeah, I tried to read my book um, when my Fae Realm, my Fae book first came out I tried to read it on my podcast and so I got through chapter one I read chapter one and that was one podcast and then I was starting to read chapter two and then I started crying because something was bad having to make characters and I started crying like I could not finish reading this chapter and I was like okay well guys um I guess I'm gonna come back next week and finish this chapter because I could just not recover it was yeah. so sad and my contacts we're like, yeah, I couldn't get them back. It was sad. It's hard when you get those hard scenes. And then it's just like, oh gosh, like, oh, 
Yes. So. I always ask my authors this question. I think you've kind of alluded to it. That's my favorite question to ask. So what do you want your readers to take away when they're reading your books? What do you want them to feel or experience or come away with? Um, I definitely want them to experience all the emotions in the book because obviously that's part of like reading a book is to take you through all of that. But I also want them to take away that it's never too late to um, change how you're living, like focus more on mental health, take that leap of faith and change things up. Also to stand up for like what you really want in life. Don't take crap from anybody, like live a life you want to look back on and say, I don't regret anything, you know? Those are such good messages and kudos to you for like being able to spin all those into a fantasy book. That's just so amazing. It's not easy. And honestly, it's like still like, it's, I don't know, it's almost like you have to kind of hide them in there because a lot of times people don't pick up a lot of the lessons in books, but I think people, you know, and people may go back and read them and think about them later. And, you know, I think a lot of things we read, we do take them in, but it's not on like, you know, a level where we're conscious of it. It's almost like a subconscious level. And at some point it's going to be like, oh yeah, I did that. Or, oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I got that now. (laughs) So yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. So where can my listeners or my watchers, if they're going to be watching this on YouTube, find you? So I have a website. It's called www.thechaptergoddess.com. It has links to all of my social media, all of my books listed on there. I also have a blog um, that I've been doing, kind of just some book reviews, author interviews and stuff that I'm putting on there. Um, It's really going to be the easiest place to find all of my like social media and book links, it's all there in one place. But I'm also like, you can find my stuff on Goodreads or BookBub. I'm a little bit like everywhere spread out. Um, yeah. Awesome. The, the chapter goddess. I love that website. That's super cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to pick up your book. I'm going to hit one click right after this. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Trisha Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.